Hello and welcome to Priority Roll, an Age of Sigmar podcast from sunny England. Join us as we discuss the ever-changing character of wargaming in the mortal realms. Grab your D6 and get ready for the Priority Roll. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Priority Roll. I'm now joined by the victors of Brotherhood 2020, none other than both the captain and the coach of I'll Tell You Later. Whoop whoop! Whoop whoop! Yeah! Darren Watson, <laughs> Luke Mawson, welcome back to Priority Roll. You've both been on once before, so uh, it's good to have you back on. It's a pleasure to be back on, under such wonderful circumstances. Under such auspicious terms, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, it's good. Good to be back. You must, you must both be buzzing. It took me um, a little, a few days to decompress. I think I put so much into the weekend that the Sunday evening, the Monday, even in the Tuesday, didn't really sort of understand what had gone on. And I'm only just starting to walk along and go, oh, we won Brotherhood. Uh, <laughs> and have a massive grin on my face. So yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing now, but it's taken a little while to um, for it to sink in. Yeah, I think being so close as it was it, it, it just took a bit of time didn't it to realize yeah we, we took it out so close couldn't couldn't have been closer and uh as i understand it chris did uh did a fairly tense uh, reveal of the victor in the prize giving <laughs> yeah yeah he really <laughs> built it up he really built it up <laughs> yeah dan had his uh hands in his head because he's so used to just missing out coming second <laughs> so many times and then screamed when we got it <laughs> It was a picture, wasn't it? It was an absolute picture. And then his his whelp of um, sheer ad, um, adulation when he did realise he'd won. That was perfect. It was a perfect moment. Brilliant. Well, congratulations. Um, it's really it was great. It was a great fun event to cover. To be honest, uh, it was really well, it was good going down there and covering it all as well. And uh, it was cool just seeing like all the like all, all the kind of banter and the like the the stuff between the teams, especially like with Team Keen as well. Like, and it was it's fantastic that you two were both top as well when you were kind of like not at each other's throats in a negative way but kind of there was definitely like a kind of rivalry going on wasn't there oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent. it makes it so much better though, doesn't it yeah, yeah and it, especially we, what you did was really good you know with the build-up and stuff it really did make it more intense than it probably would have been just going well, through all the lists with the captains and stuff everyone that's everyone was there right so everyone wanted to perform <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the biggest team event the world's seen um so yeah you fe- you really felt like the world was watching and that makes it so much more intense doesn't it yeah oh yeah definitely so so darren how did you find the event overall oh just joyful just joyous just just yeah that's i i, I watched our little in, sort of mini interview back um when we played team keen um we did that little mini interview didn't we we and, did yeah. uh, and i said um this is warhammer uh, <laughs> and it really yeah it really was yeah just it's a wonderful experience i'm very pleased and privileged to be part of it what about yourself luke yeah yeah definitely the most intense event i've probably ever been to and you could really tell as you turn up and everybody don't want to reveal any secrets they're kind of kind of dodging each other getting ready for the first round and that didn't really ease down either as you went through <laughs> it just intensified <laughs> yeah everyone was playing their cards fairly close to their chest weren't they yeah yeah, yeah. And I, love, I love that kind of event where it's just competitive but everybody still wanted to do it in in the right way so it was it was yeah it was really good and the mini game before each uh, round i love that that was uh, that was interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, to be honest, that leads us quite nicely uh, onto the matchup process. So, Darren, how did you uh, how did you find the matchup process? So we were 
so that was one of the easiest parts of it, I think, wasn't it, Luke? Um, we'd put a bit of effort, a, a little bit of effort into um, creating like our little matrix of, you know, who we think's good, what uh, what scenarios we think are good. In each team, we'd identified, or at least I think I had identified potential weaknesses where I think it would be easier to pick up a 20 nil than it would be others. And um, we try to make sure that we got our, our best players and best matchups into those games. Um, but yeah, that was that. I never felt, I never felt that we'd lost any control, and we never came away. I think Luke will agree. We never came away from that feeling under pressure. We always felt we always like were high fiving each other and going, "Yeah, we've nailed it." Um, I don't know if that was us being egotistical or, or you know the reality of it, but it served us quite well because we went into our rounds quite confident afterwards. Yeah, I think it was there was a lot of prep obviously before uh, you, you got we had, did prep in for the first round and then day one uh, day two the night I had a good old think about and then I went with you and just going through what do we think and then uh, it was, weren't just on lists either you can kind of do the cards players as well so even though the list might not be so good if you go go through like what you think then you go well maybe they might just squeeze it through but yeah it, it was a lot easier as you actually when we got to sit down with the captains and coaches and actually do the car process what was nice um working with luke as well was some, so sometimes you can have a different idea on something and um ego can come involved um can get involved and the person can just want to be right rather than what's good for everyone um, and I felt me and Luke, we had uh, some when we did differ in our opinions, we were both able to express them and um, in the correct way. And that that ultimately led to the right results. So that was a pleasure working with you. Yeah, yeah, you too. It was good. It was fun. I really loved that 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 phase because that's definitely a large part of it. And then obviously for your players to perform. And then you, you, I mean, the secondaries as well. I didn't really get involved with that. You kind of smashed them at the end. Yeah, I'd put a lot of thought into that beforehand. Um, the secondary, I've said before, secondaries are how you um, win events. Um, it's all about inches. Um, I'm particularly pleased with our secondary approach. Not only did I, um, and I, not only did I feel that I'd nailed the making sure that we get, got ours, um, but also it starts at team composition. It's also important to try to deny your opponents uh, the secondaries as well. And if you, it was quite nice. I'm in the England chat and uh, Byron mentioned in our round, it was super hard to get secondaries off us as a team and whether or not that was um, a coincidence. And I was like, no, that's, that's planning. If you, if you look at our team, it's incredibly hard to get line breaker off us. It's incredibly hard to get terrify off us. And, you know, if you, if you manage that in each round, that's 10 points straight off the bat. Um, also, if you look at the rounds, there's a couple of, I think it was round three where there was knife to the heart and you can really try and, you can try and make sure that your opponents don't get dominate off you because you you can tell which armies are very good at, um, so dominate is the one where you've got to get two, two more objectives than your opponent and it's incredibly easy to get um, and it's very obvious which armies are good at that. It's the ones that, you know, tend to go first and in that round there was knife to the heart so my focus in round three was trying to make sure that the armies with the low drops ended up in knife to the heart. So it was incredibly difficult for them or should be more difficult for them to get dominate um, than it is the other the other missions. And I'm not sure that's a level of 
nuance that other teams are sort of considering. Um, so that worked quite well for us. And that was a little bit of a chafty badge for me. <laughs> Because uh, I felt that that worked really well. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah the nav tight was uh, was round four, so it was a really important round. I think it's uh, really interesting how important those secondaries were because had you lost one more uh, secondary, we'd have lost first place. You'd have lost yeah. first place. So it's it, it really it came down to you know it was amazing how, how close it was. Mm, mm. Every every everything counts. Everything counts when you're spinning those plates. Spin them all. <laughs> and I tried yeah, to. Yeah, massively. It was uh, it was hard. I mean, me and Dan obviously joking all the way through, just cap everyone. But when it actually comes down to it, Aaron had the right mindset to get the results that we needed. And so, Darren, you said that you felt that you came out of the matchups uh, fairly well, or that you were happy with the kind of the overall lay of the land as you came out of the matchups. But what about going in? Were there any of those pairings that you were concerned about, as in the team, as in the matchups with the team, not necessarily the, the sort of sub pairings between players, but were there any there where you got matched up with a team where you thought, oh, actually, goodness, this could be tricky? I am. I was blessed to be on a team with five exceptionally talented Warhammer players, and no one uh, intimidated me. So I didn't go into any any matchup feeling like we didn't have a solid solid chance. Um, and that's so important in um, pairings because you don't want to be questioning your own decisions. And when you are when you are at the top, uh, when you are the, the captain, you, you, you've got to you've got to have all the composure in the world because if you crumble, it's more likely people, those around you crumble. Um, and having that faith in my team um, uh, meant that I was able to strut into every pairings, and I think I did. Um, <laughs> I got a bit wobbly when I was trying to sort out everything, um, but no, there was no round where I thought I was worried. I was, uh, we were, I, we were in it from the off, um, and I, I, yeah, very blessed. And I think uh, a lot of that's down to possibly your um, your preparation. I think you you invested so much prior to the event that it meant that you could afford to be uh, fairly confident because you knew that you'd invested early in the uh, in, in the lead up to the event. Let me let me see if I this up proper preparation prevents poor performance that's the uh yeah, that's the old absolutely age, yeah can't can't agree more <laughs> time spent on reconnaissance is seldom wasted as they say <laughs> yeah you can't you can preparation you can you can't do enough of it really so it was uh it was hard it was hard dealing with the team and trying to get the list right and stuff so all that kind of stuff come together in the end because obviously all of us kind of know how we play but trying to work together and fuse lists together as a team that can kind of go against anything that we might come against was really difficult yeah that was the hardest part wasn't it trying to make sure that we had a unified a unified front um but i think now we've we've been through it um because we'll all we'll all go back next year um we've we'll have practiced it we know what we need to do to succeed so it'll be much quicker getting to that point where we're communicating on the same page so um, whether it's from a gaming perspective or, you know, your captaincy or whatever it might be, what were the kind of top three things where things went really well that you're really happy with? Uh, do you, Darren, do you want to start off? Yeah, so we've covered them. So pairings, um, secondary distribution and uh, team composition. Those are, I, I feel we nailed it. 
<laughs> really did. I was, that, that's what I was most happiest with. And what about yourself, Luke? Just just reading all the lists and trying to trying to just you know you know and you get a rough idea of what they do. So you're not just because sometimes you can just go uh, say my army are for instance Idenf and it's KO or another shooting arm, I say Skaven or something. You just say well it should just be that because it's a shooting army. But if you don't look too much into the list and then you just do that because of the armies, then you might get a mismatch. If you do the research into the lists and try and see what they can they can do then it gives you a bit more of an idea when you're under pressure because you can't really prepare every single matchup because you don't know what card that they're going to put down first so as long and i mean darren did really well with putting a a spreadsheet out uh, and just getting all that filled in and then it just helped us like get a rough idea and then we had to just agree together and say well yeah we think that's right but doing that prep before reading the lists and stuff was definitely worth it I think Darren gave us a, like four or five teams each just to go through before the event, which that definitely helped. And what about sort of top three moments where things didn't necessarily go to plan? My team are a bunch of mavericks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> gee, so one thing that we did terribly was the whole coaching uh, malarkey. Hmm. Uh, you know, having uh, to be and so, fair, and, so, and just just to be clear, who who was your coach? Uh, no, <laughs> Luke Rosarco. <laughs> so Luke was terrible. That's what you said. That's what I'm reading between oh, the lines no. here. You know, he's no, on the no, call no. still. <laughs> no, hear me out. Hear me out. No one <laughs> in our team. Um, so you had to ask for a timeout. You couldn't. We couldn't prompt you to do it, and uh, none of my team got that. And it's so stressful getting to, you know, watching from the sidelines and going, thinking to yourself, ask for a timeout. You need to tell me what's going on so I can tell the other team. And then like Rick would look up or Nathan would look up, look you in the eye and you're trying to communicate without giving it away, obviously, because you don't want to get in trouble. And then they they just blank you and go back to their game. Um, so we didn't um, communicate very well in that part. Um, so it just meant that towards the ends of the rounds, we were super stressed out because we really didn't have a, an idea what was going on. Um, Chris was such a bugger. Um, if, he, if you walk past him, he'd be like, oh, I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing. And then at the end, you know, swan over. He'd be like, yeah, one, 17 nil, 20 nil. <laughs> Night, and he's like, You bugger, we kind of caught that quick. So, first day was a nightmare, but then when we went through it with them, I mean, even Chris, he did come to me round four and he come to me round five, and they all did. So, and I, I respected that because that helped me communicate with you of what, what we needed, and then you managed to set all the team down and just focus it and got, help us. It got better. Weekend went on, but yeah, early on it was stressful. <laughs> uh, yeah, the first three games were really stressful, especially when we had the hardest round, round two straight away. And then we're like, well, everyone's just operating and they're not asking for help. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Um, um, anything else? Uh, I didn't, I should, probably shouldn't have drank so much at Metro's on Saturday evening. That was um, probably a mistake. <laughs> I was a bit wobbly at, at the end of uh, at the beginning of game five. Mark Blessing of Team Wales had to give me a couple of uh, a couple of painkillers. <laughs> uh, but I think I got the strength of the Saturday out of my system. So who knows? All of you got Nathan Ahmed on Friday night, which didn't help at all because he ready until round three. <laughs> Nathan was there, wasn't he, on the on the Saturday morning? I think Dan took him out and he had a few too many sherbets. So, yeah, we probably could have not danced so much. <laughs> but uh, you were, uh, the main thing is to have fun, isn't it? And that's a great part of the event for you guys. Oh, God, yeah, I had lots of fun. Metros is great. <laughs> I'd, I'd certainly go again. 
and everyone that was there was uh, fully involved in the spirit. We were all sort of moshing and, and uh, singing. Yeah, it was good. So what about three things you would do differently? I think we'd, um, I think we'd from, from the off, we'd get our communication lines. I think now we've seen how important that is. And listening to the Just Play podcast uh, today uh, with Richie and Ian talking about you know, how useful the coaching was, uh, how useful that process was, we really didn't um, utilize that as much as we could have done. Um, so that was, yeah, definitely, definitely do that. Um, I think I don't think I'll be as stressed. Um, I need to perhaps delegate a few more of the tasks out to the team with regards to like um, secondaries and that. Um, it did leave me a little stressed and uh, wiped out towards the end. And I think now we've all seen how sort of important or what it what you need to do to succeed. I think people will be a bit more um a bit more likely to get involved in in that regard three things to improve um uh, uh, go on luke give us one uh, katie has an admin lady just to do all the paperwork to make darren a little bit less stressed so he can focus on <laughs> yeah. the harder things because that was stressing him out getting his laptop out weren't it uh, well i'm just not very technically minded so having to be <laughs> the tech guy it's just not... i mean trying to get you onto a skype call for the podcast was difficult enough yeah, so I know. <laughs> So one of my strong points. <laughs> so, I mean, th- that does raise an interesting point. You mentioned about Just Play when they were talking about their coaching. Obviously, they had Ian there as a non-playing coach. Is that something you'd look to do in future? Uh, yeah. Well, it just gets more people involved, doesn't it? And it's another one of your mates there for a start. Uh, but also, I can really see the, the value that Ian brought to Team Keen's um, team. Um, you know, they were talking about how he was able to sort of wander around and scout out and see how other people, you know make a bigger mental note of how other people had matched um so that that's um although it's a, a bit naughty isn't it but it's you know it's perfectly allowed that was a real advantage uh that team keen had that no one else there really really utilized um so it, yeah certainly something we'd explore in the future 100 percent. and do you have anyone in mind who you uh you might like to invite to the team uh yourself do you want to come be come be our coach i'm flattered but i'm not sure i'm the right person for it <laughs> uh, i'd imagine one of the bruces um andy scott i would uh, i think he, he'd, he'd love that role um he yeah yeah actually that's a that's a good shout i might might chat him up later it'd be awkward if i said yeah wouldn't it? <laughs> like, oh, i was only joking Dan. i didn't expect you to say yeah <laughs> so darren here's a, here's a question for you so when we when we chatted on the last episode, I asked you a question along the lines of to what extent do you feel like your team and your lists have an answer to every question? And you, you responded a lot, something along the lines of, uh, I don't think it's possible to have an answer to every question. That's not the right way to go about it. I feel, however, that we have enough answers to enough of the questions out there that puts us in a strong position. Now, clearly something was right because you won, uh, but reflecting back on that and your response, would you answer that any differently or do you have any thoughts on that response? No, I, I, I stand by that. We didn't um, really have an answer to enemy Nagashes. Um, even our own Nagash didn't have Umbral Spell Portal. So, you know, in the mirror, um, Chris would have, well, it would have been difficult, mind you, it is Chris Myhill, so he can... <laughs> you can pull a win out of the bag in any game. Um, but yeah, that was a definite weakness. Um, but it was quite easy to get uh, me into to that matchup. Um, and I took it on the chin in round four against Tony's um, Nagash. I still got three points out of it. So um, we were, we, I think we were covered. We should have covered Fire Slayers a bit, a bit better. Perhaps it was um, a bit ambitious. We threw Luke in a couple of times. 
Was it a couple of times or just the once we threw you into Fire Slayers, Luke? And um, uh, well, I think that was fine. Uh, that was all. That was fine. It was just that that that's where we were really need to press forward about the people need to let us know what's going on because I could still against those those kind of armies that are quite slow. My list could comfortably get a minor but to get a major i have to take major risks ah uh, yeah that was my fault yeah <laughs> no, no yeah just to just to explain luke um, luke did ask what's going on and no one else had told me and he asked me should i push for the minor so should i play for the minor or should i push for the for the major and because i had no idea what was going on and it was an important round i told him to push 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 and unfortunately, it cost you the game, didn't it? Whereas if I'd have known a bit more about what was going on, I'd have told you just to take out the miner, and then we would have we'd have taken the round against King, wouldn't we? Um, but going back to your question, Dan, uh, no, I wouldn't change that. I think um, I think we didn't try to we didn't try to cover every base. We just tried to make sure that we were asking more questions than our opponents. Yeah, and then go back, go back to the coach thing. I think if you had a coach that was uh, wasn't playing, then every player can really concentrate on the games, which is a big thing. I think having a coach player is really hard and obviously a captain player because <laughs> you've got to obviously play your game and then try and manage what's going on. It's hard to do the two things. It's hard, but it's possible. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what about favourite game of the weekend, Darren? So my favourite game was my first game against Chris Hibbins' OBR because you really want to hit the ground running. Um, so in your first round, we, were, we really wanted to try and cap and... Um, we were pretty confident that Team King would be capping uh, their round, given that they were playing um, uh, a, a team that had some people there that never been at a, a competitive event before. Um, so we were pretty confident they were going to do quite well. And I was really keen to hit Team King as early on as possible um, so that we were, had the least amount of fatigue um, about us. And also it sends a signal to the rest of the, the teams there that if you hit... Um, and hopefully defeat, um, you know, one of the big, big teams that are out there, um, then you can, you know, psychologically, that gives you a real edge. Um, as it was, we we managed to flat out draw with them, which is absolutely nuts. Everything was perfect. It was a complete dead draw, wasn't it? It was a complete dead draw. And that made uh, Chris's build up at the end of the tournament so big as well. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so... Because if, you, if you'd won that face-to-face... Yeah. If you'd won that face-to-face by one point, you would have won because you would have been the point up. But if you'd won that face-to-face by one point and they'd got another point elsewhere, you would have won on the... Heads up. Heads up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was the first It was the first decider because we ended on a flat 3-9-2 points. So then then it goes to what happened in your head heads-up round. And we had to, <laughs> it was a perfect draw uh, amongst everyone, uh, which is just bonkers, isn't it? So it made, I think it made Tomlin's, uh, uh, Tomlin's um, job at the end... Of, much more difficult than it needed to be. And it certainly raised all our blood pressure. Um, so that was, um, so that's why that first game was really important. And I was up against it because I was playing um, OBR and they're everywhere for a reason because they are nuts. They are absolutely nuts. And I learned very early on in the game that I'm not killing any of this army. None of it's dying. So I had to keep uh, retreating off and, you know, just screening objectives. And I managed to win it because I got a double into turn three, then lost it, and then got another double into turn five. And if the game hadn't panned out like that, I'd have lost that game. And, uh, you know, there was just a lot of... Uh, it was just tense. Uh, it was played super beautifully. Chris is a, a wonderful human being. He was, we were celebrating each other's uh, victories. Um, 
Uh, he rolls. He rolled a lot of sixes <laughs> for his death saves, double sixes at points, um, which was making me die a little inside. I was trying not to show it. Uh, he was absolutely delighted, though, <laughs> as you can imagine. And then it came down to it was a seven six in my favour. So it went, and we said right at the beginning, this is going to go down to the wire, um, and it really did. Um, and that was the, just the perfect way to kick off the tournament. So that was my favourite game. And what about yourself, Luke? Uh, yeah, uh, round three come around. And uh, yeah, I played Mike Wilson and East Lanish. And uh, that was an interesting matchup. What kind of threw me into it thinking, because Miles couldn't really get 20 nil, So no matter what, I could get some points. So I thought it was a pretty bad matchup for me because my list is built to kill monsters and like the Kipper list, but his has got a, quite an interesting slanish list. I didn't really know what it did. And then as we started playing the game, I soon realised how far, how much faster his army is than mine. Uh, and uh, you're not used to, are you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, as this, I watched this big seeker star start steaming through my army i was like well i need to adapt here and change the way that i normally play this this out uh and literally it was just if he if he got a double early on at any point it was his game so that that kept me in the game just back and forth back and forth and i managed to survive till turn three which is a big turn in my army with volturnos and he can just supercharge up like three units of three hills and uh, luckily they're all positioned in a good position which which wiped most of his army out so then it took the game on then to to swing back and forth all the way through to the end till it literally the last dice which decided whether it was a minor or a major on a on a three plus <laughs> so and it, it we're just laughing and joking all the way through so that was a it was an amazing game you were because it went to the wire didn't it like it was one of the games one of the uh it was a game that took the longest um, and each time, sort of, we'd wander over. Both you and, and Mike were smiling. Uh, he's so lovely to play, isn't he, old Mike? Bless him. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. It was. A, it was an awesome game. So you are obviously. You've already mentioned that you're going to be attending again as a team. So Brotherhood 2021 is going to be. Uh, it's going to be amazing, isn't it? Oh god, yeah. It's going to be nuts, isn't it? People can really see uh, the quality of the events that Tomlin uh, runs there. You know, everyone was mentioning just how good it was, and you know, everyone as everyone was there. Um, so I'm, I'm pr- pretty sure we'll all come back. All thirsty and hungry for more. Retain the title. Yeah, defend <laughs> the title. Exactly. You've got a lot to lot to stand up for, and you'll be yeah. back with a non-playing coach as well, so you'll be in a better position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk like in the say. park, right? Yeah, uh, well, let's oh. hope so. Let's hope so. I don't think there's defending that doesn't need to be said, does it? <laughs> I, I didn't defend my um, London GT title this year. I lost it to uh, Peter. Peter from uh, Poland, I believe. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I felt a bit gutted to to miss out on retaining that. So I shall be doubling down next year. Yeah. Well, I think that Peter, they had a team event at the same time in Poland. And they they did, yeah. yeah, he was playing Zeech. Team yeah, events yeah. Are, are going nuts, aren't they? Team events They're the are... one, definitely the one. The one. <laughs> Singles in the bin, right, Luke? In the bin, definitely. In the bin. The amount of third bin. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> we need to... Keep, get, keep that bin going. Everyone has oh, to get the that bin. That bin is full, mate. That <laughs> bin's full. It's full of stuff from Luke. <laughs> so how would you like to see 2021? What what changes would you like to see uh, put in? Uh, I think, um, so one thing, that uh, one of the questions you asked me, what would you change about Warhammer as well? If I'd have thought about it, I would have said um, 
secondaries. Some of them are, are, are far too easy to get, um, and I'd like a bit more, bit more thought into them because I don't think any secondary should be an auto get. For example, if you've got eels on your on your side and you've got that complete a nine inch charge, and you've got two guys with pointy fingers. Luke was getting plus six to his charges. So as much as it was great, we got five points over the weekend because we gave that to to Luke. I don't think I don't think anything should be automatic um, like that. So I'd like um I'd like to see in the general handbook 2021 or 2020 rather um, the secondaries being sort of rethought so that there's actually a bit of skill involved. Um, in using them because um, they're such an important part of the of the of the process um so i don't i don't think any any secondary should be automatic like that like terrifies a good example of a really good secondary because it's quite difficult to get and it requires judgment and it requires patience and it requires skill and also and for- it it puts another layer of decision on your opponent because they could use a cp to deny you that objective yeah yeah 100% or, yeah so that- but if they've only got one cp and they're really looking forward to using it on their like massive combo that they use the next turn do they deny you the objective or do they save it and spend it on something else so there's a bit of a resource yeah. management there for your opponent and that so that's the, the level of skill that i'd like to see that needs to be that needs to come into it but just just completing a 9 inch charge when you've got a plus 6 to charge um doesn't seem doesn't seem right. So, um, so that's yeah. that's from a game perspective. But what about specifically? So, the, the question was about the event. So, how would you like to see the event specifically, Brotherhood, uh, develop and improve for next year? I don't know how can it because I'm not sure there's much more space for more people. But more people being involved would be great. Um, I don't know. It's difficult to difficult to improve perfection, isn't it? Um, maybe the prize support. What do you on. think? Sorry. I think maybe prize support could probably be be better, better, better as it's more as it gets. It's just yeah. hard, isn't it? It's hard with just getting a trophy when you. It's just I don't know. It's just I, I, I don't know how you would improve the prize support, but maybe I don't know. Maybe bottle of drink or something, or I don't know. It's hard to hard to say. Or like a, <laughs> a, a like a voucher from Firestorm or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just having a just a, a cup or something. I don't know. It's just. <laughs> I like my trophy. I'm grateful for it. You want money, don't you? <laughs> Not money, no. But just something. Everybody just gives out those kind of medals. It'd be good to be if be different. Uh, We're clutching the aren't we? I'm clutching at straws. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Well, I suppose something. that's that's a testament to to how fantastic the event was that you're struggling <laughs> to think of something that you would like to improve. So yeah, yeah, like we said earlier, and and to be honest, like we said in the in the build up episodes, like what what a what a fantastic you know showcase of the hobby in the UK scene, but also an an amazing testament to Chris's abilities and patience and skill as a TO that it was a, a very successful event goes without saying, but also a very smoothly run event. You know, I was I was covering it for about. 75 80 percent of it i i went home after the first couple of turns of of the last round because i didn't want to didn't want to cover the like the 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 win as it were because i thought i don't want to post that on twitter uh, you know how games are going because i wanted it to kind of almost be like a mystery um Mm -hmm. so that it was announced by chris uh, rather than like by my twitter Um, yeah that's a thing isn't it that's a correct decision and then um but you know so i was hanging around probably getting in the way so you know a little apology from me to to chris you know and 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 a thank you personally for for letting me be involved and, and letting me cover it but also for apologies to for getting in the way i was pestering people with my cameras whilst you know just after matches were going and like you know trying to collar you as you were coming out of a game whilst you were so you know again so thank you to chris for for letting me do that but also thank you to to all the players who who gave me 
their time uh, in front of the camera and uh, you know moved out the way as I was moving between tables and all that jazz. It, it's, it's really appreciated. But you know the point I was saying was I was hanging around the TO desk for a lot of the weekend and I didn't see any major dramas. When people came up with an issue, it was dealt with in a very tactful and quick way. And also things like uh, there was a, there was a ruling right right at the beginning about. Um, uh, the secondary objective where you kill a mage with Master of Magic, is it? Uh, Supreme Sorcerer. Supreme Sorcerer. There we go. Get it right. Master of Magic's the Skaven uh, allegiance ability. Um, command ability, <laughs> isn't it? Not even command ability. Whatever it's called. <laughs> um, so yeah. So Sorcerer Supreme, kill uh, an enemy wizard with a spell. What about endless spells? When does that happen? Is it when you cast it? Is it you know in turn two or three when it goes on to another turn? That kind of thing. And Chris made his decision. You know, he he had a ponder. He said, "Right, I'll I'll make a decision. Give me give me five minutes." He he kind of sat there and, and had a think, and then he um and then he made a decision. Just said, "Right," it went on the announcement round one, turn one. Just so everyone is clear, this is how it is. You know, so everyone is singing off the same song sheet, and it might not necessarily be how Games Workshop would FAQ it, but Chris made a decision in a very um you know decisive way, and people weren't kind of sat there thinking, "Oh, you know, I think it should be another." It was just very clear. I think you've got to when you're a TO, you've got to make a decision and then stand by it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Chris isn't afraid, is he? He's not meek. He's not a mouse. No, so, definitely not. Good man. Yeah, I, I'd like. Yeah, Chris did amazing. I mean, that was probably one of the most competitive events to have ever ever been. So it will have been under pressure even before the event of how he's going to deal with all these things. And he just completely smashed it. Whatever comment him, he just dealt with it. And it, I didn't hear of any issues really. So to do that at that kind of event is is a great. Is a, you can see a great to. Oh yeah. Someone Still able to go out on the Saturday night and dance and carry me home. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, and obviously, he had a hard one at the end because his his voice is gone, <laughs> completely gone. <laughs> and the way that the way that it ended, it being so close, it was uh, had to go on a bit longer. He, he's still still smashing it. <laughs> yeah, you'd have thought he'd have tried to get that bit over over and done with as quick as possible, but he didn't. He made us all he made us all suffer, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's so. Yeah, loved loved the event. It was definitely a, an amazing experience to go through. Right. Okay. So before we wrap up, any any last uh, words of wisdom, pearls of wisdom to share, or any shout outs? I just want to shout out to the whole team. They um, they can't be here tonight, unfortunately. They're getting ready for heat one. Uh, Rick and Chris uh, are on the way to, uh, to to heat one. I'm sure they'll smash it. Um, they were they, they pulled out some real stunt some real stunning results uh dan was my island of tranquility thank you for that nathan was a beautiful man to have on the team i've been looking forward to to uh him being on the team for a little while um and thank you luke uh for well yeah it was, it was stunning thank you for being my captain and uh, my coach yeah and i'd same same to you thanks for being the captain and just yes yeah, big shout out to all, the whole team they they all performed and they got what we needed to brought the gold home <laughs> And well done to everyone else in the event. Um, Team King uh, tied with us as per pack. I think that's important to say. Um, Share the glory. We took home the trophies because someone had to. Um, Bad Dice did particularly well, didn't they? They've still got it. Good grief. Um, The old boys still got it. (laughs) I said that to Ben Johnson. I was like, are you still got it? He's like, never lost it. And uh, yeah, I'd just like to say thanks again to Chris for making the event happen, and uh, thanks to you as well, well done for going through all that effort. I mean, you didn't have to, and you really helped build build the scene around Brotherhood. And yeah, thanks. Well, it just means I'll uh, I can book out next January. 
uh, but make sure my evenings are free next January to make uh, make sure I get more captains in because uh, yeah, it was a shame to not get every single one in. Um, but there's only so many hours in the day, so yeah, absolutely. I think I'd echo that. So you know, massive shout out to to the team. Well done, guys. You did did really well, and it was a you know pleasure watching you watching your game. It's it's really interesting. Some some cool armies, uh, nice nice armies in there. Hopefully, Dan will be able to bring a painted army next year as well. So he's he's got 360 something days, hasn't he? So. Um, <laughs> and uh yeah as you say team keen nearly got it nearly got it it was great to see all the and what what a great vibe that team had you know everyone it was almost like everyone loved to hate them you know that they were they were the villain the villain team weren't they oh yeah definitely but they thrived on it as but well. no absolutely in a really in a really positive way it was like, oh team keen oh i gotta beat the, you know like yeah it was, it was fantastic and as you say uh you know bad dice coming in third uh, showing that uh, that all that experience in wargaming obviously counts, and uh, they've uh, absolutely still got it. So it's uh, well done for all the three teams that podium, and uh, well done for everyone that turned up and, uh, and and made it the event that it was. You know, all I did was walk around with a camera. I, uh, you know, I think Chris, as he, as we say, we kind of shout out Chris again, but you know, Chris did an absolute sterling job. And I think, to be honest, we'll just close on on one little fact, which probably just goes to show the the commitment of all the players that attended and the the kind of prestige of chris's event as it as it was that no single player dropped out at all oh boom so yeah that's so, we, so there were there were a couple of players that were swapped out right in the on the thursday friday due to due to illnesses or, or whatever it might be um and I, and I think you know liam captain of um beast midlands who was on a podcast was had to, i think he believed, i think he went to hospital actually uh, i think he was really poorly so uh, you know i hope liam's feeling better and and there was a captain subbed in so apart from subs there were no people that actually dropped out without replacements, not even on the day, not even on Saturday morning, uh, not even people that were too hungover to to play or anything <laughs> like that. You know, the people that went out and, and danced their little hearts out in, in metros still turned up on Saturday on time and played. And that's that's a huge demonstration of the amount of respect those players have got for, for Chris's event because everyone wanted to be there. Everyone yeah. wanted to be there and everyone yeah. turned up, turned in and, you know, stood to on on. On the, on the hour yeah right. i mean it's not just that i mean it just shows how much respect they got for each other i mean you know, obviously everyone's teams they're obviously all great friends so to, for that to happen nobody wanted to let each other down so <laughs> just shout out to all the teams as well just for not doing that because normally i don't think i've ever been to an event where there's not been a dropout so yeah that's a good start to go for fantastic so look forward to chatting to you all uh you know everyone out there all the teams and some new teams maybe as well for next year and uh no doubt we shall uh, speak to you both individually uh, in future episodes cheers guys yeah thank you very much my girlfriend's just come home and we've been slow cooking a cookie so i've got she's just presented me with a massive cookie that's covered in vegan ice cream <laughs> so that's not fair we, we want one some now <laughs> you'll have to come down one day well done well done future mrs watson <laughs> take care guys right, cheers guys. See you later. thanks for listening to priority roll if you want to get in touch with us we're at priority roll on both twitter and instagram you can send us an email priority roll podcast at gmail.com or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash priority roll and leave us a voice message if you want to leave us some feedback, we're always looking to improve. Or if you just want to suggest a topic to talk about on one of our upcoming shows, then feel free to get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, thanks for listening to Priority World. Well.